as we emerge from lockdown, companies are starting to talk about marketing again. But what should be the priorities that we focus on? Let's grab a coffee and talk about it some more. Welcome to episode 254 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This is the podcast for ideas and inspiration on marketing your business and growing your business and for discussing topics on all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a marketing guy and keynote speaker from Edinburgh. Talk to me if you want to cut the BS and the complexity from your marketing strategy. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you, as always, for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. This week, however, it's just me and the mic. And I want to talk to you a little bit about marketing priorities. Companies are starting to talk about their marketing strategy again. I'm getting inquiries from companies looking for help with their marketing. So, Of course, I'm putting proposals together and hoping to work with some new and existing customers in the weeks and months ahead. Now, I have heard some people say that companies shouldn't have stopped marketing at all during the lockdown, during the COVID crisis, and that actually we should continue to invest in our marketing, even in difficult times. And I do have a bit of sympathy for that, because in the past I have worked for companies and They always view marketing as an expense as opposed to an investment. And in leaner times, marketing is always the budget that gets cut first. And, you know, you could really argue that in leaner times, if everybody's doing the same, if everybody else is cutting their budget, then the thing that you should do to stand out and to be different is to actually up your marketing spend so that you have the advantage over your competitors. But obviously, the COVID crisis and the lockdown has been unprecedented, as they say, and the circumstances are really different for every single business in the entire world. And as I said in an earlier podcast, it's not enough to say sweeping statements like, you need to pivot your business, or you need to do more Facebook marketing, or you need to do this, or you need to do that. Each business needs to assess its own individual circumstances and apply a new marketing strategy to those circumstances. So yes, ideally it would have been great to invest in more marketing during the lockdown, but let's appreciate the gravity of the situation we've just been through. But it is good that now things are opening up, businesses are wanting to have a conversation again about upping the investment in their marketing activity. And I'm absolutely delighted to be having some of those conversations. But I do wonder whether companies are asking the right questions. As always, the sort of questions that I'm hearing are along the following lines. What should our priority be? Should we focus on our email list? Should we focus on Facebook ads? Should webinars be our priority? Should we be looking at upping our Google ad spend? Now, the answer to that question, it could be all of these things. It could be email, it could be Facebook, it could be webinars, it could be Google ads. But on the other side of the coin, it might not be those, or it might be something else. As always, it can be tempting to focus entirely on the communications aspect of marketing. The adverts, the promotions, the content, 
the emails, the webinars, all of those things I've already said, what I call the marketing activity, what traditionally we call marketing communications. But it's a running theme on the Marketing and Finance podcast that marketing isn't just about the communications tactics. It isn't just about the ads and all of those things I've just described. It's also about the other aspects of marketing, the research, the customer targeting, working out what your customers' needs are, developing your product and service to meet those needs, pricing it and distributing it, and then communicating what the messages surrounding that proposition are. That's a true marketing strategy. But as always, I find that the word strategy tends to put people off. As soon as you mention the strategy word, a lot of people say, oh, we're not interested in strategy. We just want to get on with the emails. We just want to get on with the Facebook ads. We just want to get on with the webinars and the Google ads. But the reality is that the tactics of marketing communications rarely succeed unless you have the strategy in place first. And you know me, I'm a stickler for simplicity, and I found that sometimes you just have to avoid using the strategy word. And that's why I came up with my offer goal activity model. And it's something I talk about on the Marketing and Finance podcast all the time. I'm just about to publish a book on the subject. I'll be giving you some more information about cats, mats, and marketing plans in future episodes of the show. But it is worth saying that as we emerge from lockdown, now is a very good time to revisit your entire marketing strategy. Not just the communications. Revisit your offer and revisit your goals. Because let's face it, over the last six months, everything might have changed. And we might need to change not only our offer, but also our goals and our marketing communications activity. So when people ask me that question, what should our priority be? And they mention things like email and they mention things like Facebook ads. I always say, can we take a step back? Let's go through your offer. Let's go through your goals. And then I think that the answer to that priority question will just work itself out. Once you've nailed your offer, or changed your offer in light of the circumstances over the last six months, once you've reassessed your goals, then it'll be clearer and easier to answer those questions about the marketing communications activity you need to undertake. So let's canter through the offer, goal, and activity model very, very quickly, focusing first on the offer. And to get to our offer, we need to answer three main questions. In fact, as a result of lockdown, I've added a fourth question, which we'll come to. But the first question is, who is your customer? Now, the answer to this question might have changed over the last six months. So it's worth revisiting who is your ideal customer? How have their characteristics changed? Do we actually have a new ideal customer? Second question, what is their problem? What is the need that they have? Now, this is the one that could well have changed over the last six months. Their needs may have changed because of a change in circumstances. Everybody's experience over the last six months has been different. So we need to understand our target customer and understand their needs and motivations. Remember, I always say that marketing is developing a deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer. And so much in the and our customers' needs may have changed so much in the last six months that we need to check that we still have that deep, almost obsessive understanding of our customers. 
Third question, how do we solve their problem better, preferably different to anybody else in the market? That's where we have our competitive advantage. That's how we score over our competitors. That's how we beat our competitors. That's how we stand out from the pack. And this is how we can develop the messages that we'll ultimately use in our marketing communications activity. So it's always worth focusing quite a bit of time on this particular answer. And once you have the answer to that question, to try to work out what the high-level messages are. You could call it the strap line. You could call it your one-liner, if you like, and then back it up with absolute facts to back up what you're saying. This is where we get into that argument that you shouldn't just say, we are world-beating, we are revolutionary, we are cutting-edge. Give people absolute facts that they can check as to why your statement about your service and product is absolutely true. And the fourth question we need to ask, and this is a new question that I've actually added in as a result of the last six months, the COVID crisis, and that is, what's the minimum that you can charge for your product or service? Now, obviously, sometimes we want to offer a discount. Sometimes we want to put things on sale. There are some businesses out there that always seem to have a sale on, especially if they're selling sofas. But there always has to be a minimum price below which you can't go, below which you're not making any profit, below which you're not covering your costs. We've got to identify what that particular price is. And here's an example from the catering industry. Now, as we came out of lockdown, the Chancellor gave us this eat out to help out incentive where we could go to restaurants and cafes and we could get up to a £10 discount on our meals. And by all accounts, this was a massive success. A friend of mine who owns a cafe says that he's been busier during the month when the eat out to help out scheme has been running than he's ever been in the past which is obviously very, very good. And as a result of that, I've seen some restaurant chains say, we're actually going to continue the eat out to help out. We're going to continue to offer that £10 discount. But one restaurant chain, Hawksmoor, which is a a sort of upmarket steakhouse, have said, no, we're not going to be doing that because there's a minimum that we can charge for our offer. There's a minimum we can charge for our steaks. If they go below that, they could run into financial problems. So they said to the market, this is the minimum that we can charge. And that's fine. Some people won't be able to afford that. Some people will. But what they've done is they've identified the minimum that they can charge for their offer. And that's very important in the current circumstances to make sure that you've identified that price point. And as hard as it might be, you don't allow your price to drop below that point. So there is our offer. Answering those four questions. Who is your customer? What's their problem? How do we solve their problem better and different to everybody else? And what's the minimum that we need to charge for that product or that service? And by defining that offer, we can create messages, one-liners and support statements around that offer that we can then use later in our marketing communications. But we're not going to go to the marketing communications just yet because the second part of our strategy in inverted commas is the goals. Now, again, it's interesting. All the way through lockdown, I've I've seen quite a lot of people talking about goals and everybody always goes on about smart objectives or smart goals. I've always had a bit of a problem with smart objectives. In some respects, they do allow you to be a little bit mediocre. You can sort of talk yourself out of setting lofty ambitions. But it's still very important to set yourself a goal, whether that is a revenue target, a profit target, 
a number of customers target, a number of followers target. Whatever it is, it's important to document what your goal is. Make it exciting. Make it something worth trying to achieve. But then, and this is the most important thing, make sure you've got a mechanism in place to hold yourself accountable. Now, as a self-employed marketing consultant, I now use a network of people in my mastermind group to hold me accountable to the goals that I set. Now, the mastermind approach might not work if you run a small business. I find for me, it works absolutely perfectly. But have a mechanism in place where someone can hold you accountable for your goals to make sure you've got all the necessary processes, products, and activity in place to achieve those goals. So now you have your offer. Now you have your goals. Now we can look at the marketing activity. And of course, this is where we start talking about potentially emails. We start talking about Facebook ads. We start talking about webinars. We start talking about Google AdWords. But because we've done the work on the offer and specifically on defining the customer, then we'll know the best ways to communicate with them. If they're not on Facebook, then obviously no Facebook ads. I hear a lot of marketing experts at the moment saying, TikTok is where it's at. You need to be on TikTok to get to your customers. You need to be marketing on TikTok. Up your TikTok marketing spend. Well, that's fine. If you've done the work on your offer and you've done the work on your goals, and as a result of that, you identify TikTok as a platform that your customers are currently on, then yes, invest in TikTok marketing. But if your customers aren't hanging out on TikTok, then stay well clear of TikTok. Stay well clear of TikTok. No matter how much fun it might be, it's not a marketing channel for you. When you did the work putting together your offer, that was when you focused in on some of the messages and the support statements that you want to use in your marketing communications. And this is where we start to build them into those communications platforms, the Facebook ads, the webinars, whatever it might be. But let's remember to try and keep it engaging rather than enraging. One of the things I have seen during the lockdown is an increase in intrusive communication. More emails from brands, more people trying to get me to buy their stuff, more people sending me messages on LinkedIn as soon as we connect. Effectively intrusive and quite annoying communications. So if you want to engage the customers after working so hard on nailing your offer and setting your goals, then let's keep it engaging because an engaged customer is much more likely to buy than an enraged customer. So there you have it. Those are some thoughts on marketing priorities as we emerge from lockdown. So if you're sitting there thinking, it's about time to start spending a bit of money on marketing, what should my priorities be? And if your mind starts to drift towards email, starts to drift towards Facebook ads, just take a deep breath, step back, work through your offer, work through your goals, and I guarantee that the answer to the priorities question, i.e. which marketing communications platforms and which marketing communications content should we be using, the answers will become much clearer because you've effectively done the strategy work without using the strategy word. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast. I hope you enjoyed that little canter through marketing strategy without focusing on the word strategy. If you've got any questions, look me up at rogeredwards.co.uk or find me on Twitter at roger underscore edwards. I'll be back next week with another interview show. So until then, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business. 
Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash MAF for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and leave a review. I'll catch you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep marketing your business to keep growing your business.